0: Back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Johnston. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed the last three weeks of episodes. Uh, I know uh, you've had uh, quite a few laughs. And remember, you know, the last three weeks uh, I had pretty much taken off from podcasting because it was my birthday, and then I had a family reunion which required me to travel. And then, of course, You know, I would need a week in order to get everything back up uh, ready, plus I was doing uh, some other things as well, uh, such as uh, testing out a new camera in order to start taking this to a video show on YouTube, although I'm not sure exactly how much time I would have to do any video edits, Uh, that is yet to be uh, determined. No, but I'm sure I can find a funny uh, graphic or two uh to put in uh to all of this or at least uh display uh some of the tweets or, you know, news articles uh that I come across uh that might be interesting and relevant for the show. But anyways, uh, testing out a camera requires a little bit of time and everything and so yeah, you know, um you know, I'm just trying to see whether or not, you know, a video version of the show would provide you you know, any additional benefit, okay? So, in any event, I hope you enjoyed uh, the last three weeks of episodes and the laughter about how to communicate the difference between men's brains and women's brains. So, anyways, uh, one of the things I want to talk about on this episode is birthdays, right? Since I just had a birthday, you know, uh, every year, you know, for my birthday, me and my wife, we do something different something special we always go off and want to try something we haven't done before you know in previous birthdays it was hey let's just see what anal sex is like right uh we've also gone through and go hey let's try this new position that we're unsure of or hey show me how you like to be touched you know yada 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 right it's where we go through and I get her uh, to pretty much be able to, you know, experiment trying something that she's not really sure of whether or not she would like. But since it's my birthday, it gives her the freedom to, you know, go ahead and try it and, you know, not really have to worry about, you uh, you know, too much how it feels, you know, pleasure wise and all of that, because it's just kind of an experiment. All right, so in this year, she uh, came up to me and she had the idea. You know, uh, I guess uh, for the past two years now, I've just said, you know, I'm kind of running out of ideas. Um, You know, you think of something, right? You go through and surprise me, you know, and this year, uh, the surprise was the seven day sex challenge, which was also another reason why I wasn't able to really, Dedicate much time towards uh producing a show um because well, that takes up quite a bit of time you know uh every day so on this episode, I'm gonna kind of go through and document a little bit of the day by day you know of how that went because I can tell you what when you start doing any sex challenge and the older you get. You realize the less days that you can do in the challenge. I mean, when you're, you know, a teenager or, you know, in your, uh, you know, early 20s, you could probably easily do the, well, I guess it would be the 28 day challenge. I mean, technically it's 30, but I mean, come on. I mean, women have their cycles and not all women uh, are willing to, you know, uh, have sex uh, on their period. You know, and then as you get older, you might turn that down to a 14-day challenge, and as you get older, a 7-day challenge. And in our situation, she had chosen to do the 7-day challenge because, well, it wasn't so much uh, wondering how much I could uh, actually keep up, but whether or not uh, she could handle, you know, uh, every day for an extended period of time. So, day one was pretty much normal, right? It was, you know, a couple of days after the last time, and so we went through and, you know, had sex as normal, and, you know, everything was fine. There wasn't uh, any issues or any problems. It was just, you know, your normal time, which is to be expected uh, the first day of the challenge. That's nowhere near going to be the hardest day, right? And then uh, day two, uh, we switched uh, it up and went uh, just oral for the night. Now, this is where um, we realized our lack of planning, you know, uh, would come into play here. Because, you know, normally, uh, you know, we don't really put a whole lot of thought, you know, or too much thought or planning into our sex life, right? Um, We just know, you know how often we like to do it and about what days uh, we like to do it on. Well, uh, for this, you know, I have got it set up where, you know, I tend to shave on the days that we have sex. You know, that way I have a nice, smooth baby face uh, for going down on her so there isn't uh, the stubbles and it doesn't feel like sandpaper. Well, we forgot to uh, plan out the you know, days of penetration versus the days of oral in the first two days. So, you know, on day one, you know, I went ahead and I shaved uh, just as normal, had a nice baby face, and, you know, then we had, uh, you know, some foreplay and all of that, and, of course, penetration. Day two, we came about and thought, okay, this would be the time we do oral. Well, I had shaved the day before, so it was already growing back. Which means, uh, when we got, uh, to her, my, f- you know, stubbles, um, were feeling a little scratchy, and it was like sandpaper on her, you know, and, you know, it would feel good for a while, and then when I'd really dig into it the way she liked it, eh, she didn't really like it too much, uh, there. So, we realized that, you know, on day two, that we need to really plan out, uh, between the days when we do penetration and the days we do oral uh, to coincide uh, with me shaving. And of course, I'm not at the point where I would shave every day. If I did, you know, my face would end up being pretty cut up and razor burn. You know, so I shave, you know, probably every, you know, oh, I'd say every two to three days, you know, which is about as often as we generally have sex. So, that's how that goes you know so went through and here it is i was enjoying it because here's two days in a row where she was getting me off by day 3 oh man i was already starting to feel good i was feeling energetic i was feeling happier i was getting better sleep already just after the first two nights you know and for her because she knew that you know every day uh for the week uh we were going to have sex she would think about it she would kind of think about what she was going to do and as you women know uh for you sex tends to be mental you know you want to go through and you want to think about it you know fantasize about it a little bit you know when you know it's coming you know that night you're able to get yourself uh more into the mood because you know, you spend uh, most of the day kind of thinking about it off and on and all the things you want to do. So she was happy and excited. And so when I would get home uh, from work, we were already starting to flirt with each other because, yeah, we knew what was coming and we wanted each other to be in the best uh, mood possible or the best position possible to enjoy it. Yeah? So there was a little flirting, a little touching. We were already connecting uh, a little bit more. You know, and so day three, I came and went, and, you know, it wasn't quite as easy uh, as the previous days, you know, um, you know, I wasn't, you know, as, you know, hard uh, as I normally am, Uh, but then again, I'm also getting more and more drained, you know, she's, uh, you know, she was going through and, you know, really emptying me out. You know, so, uh, day three came and went and we did penetration and, uh, you know, we switched between the different styles or the different, uh, positions, you know, um, you know, started off, uh, with her on top, then I'd get on top and, you know, because I was, you know, already starting to, you know, feel a little bit, you know, especially now that I'm 36, you know, I'm no, you know, spring chicken, um, you know, I need to go through and make sure that I have, you know, plenty of friction, right? So we would go through and, you know, get into doggy style, which always gives me the most friction possible. You know, that gives me uh, the best feeling and the best sensation. And, of course, uh, then uh, by the end of that, three days in a row, getting off. Okay, then day four, you know, we decided to go through and do oral, uh, again. This time I shaved, you know, beforehand because, you know, I had a little bit of a heads up that this would be the night that we do oral, you know, so I shaved and everything, um, you know, and this time things went great, you know, she got me off, I got her off, you know, although for her, she was already starting to, you know, feel it, you know, the, you know, sex, you know, something sexual every day, you know, um, you know, just kind of going through and, you know, not feeling as sensitive as it normally is for her. So it was getting harder and harder, uh, for her to, you know, get off and have an orgasm, you know, but she's got skills and she knows how to get me off. All right. So, you know, that night uh, went pretty good. Day five, I went back uh, to penetration again and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, okay. Um, I was already starting to take a little bit of a stimulant, um, not, you know, Viagra, but, you know, just a herbal supplement, uh, to help increase the blood flow. And for her, you know, just a little bit of Spanish fly, you know, to help out with the natural lubrication. Things were going, you know, good. She's already starting to, feel a little bit sore at that uh, particular point, you know, me, um, you know, I'm getting to the point where I, you know, we're having sex, but I'm not going to get off, you know, on, on day five, you know, so, you know, this would just be a day in which we just get teased up, uh, a little bit. Right. So that's how that goes by day six, by day six, I'm taking Viagra. Right. I mean, there's no way of getting around that. Day six, she has me uh, pretty much drained completely. Um, so I'm taking Viagra uh, at that particular point, not a full dose, but I'd say you know uh, a half dose, you know, uh, just to keep things uh, going. Now for her, she's pretty sore, right? She's uh, you know having a hard time being able to keep up you know, uh, with this. And so we have to throw on uh, quite a bit of lube in order to uh, make it so it's not all that painful for her. But what's interesting is, you know, uh, a pain orgasm. You know, where it hurts, it's uncomfortable, but you still orgasm. You know, that is an interesting thing. I mean, that's never happened uh, with us before because we've never gone at it every single day, right? And so uh, day seven, you know, now is I'm taking a full dose of Viagra, right? There is no way around that. But because I didn't get off uh, on the previous two days, I was able to get off this time. And this time, you know, um, with a full dose of Viagra, you know, we went through all the foreplay and we went through all the different positions and all of that. Now, uh, Now, at that particular point, she wasn't gonna be ready to have sex uh for several days. I mean, she needed some time to heal up and uh rest up. So I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, going uh from two to three uh times a week to every single day. Uh, when it comes to the challenge, you probably wanna work your way up uh just a little bit, you know, every other day, uh before, you know, for some time before you really hit the full challenge in order to get yourself used to uh, increasing. I mean, if you're only doing it once a week or once every other week or twice a month, you know, if that's all you're doing that, you don't want to go straight from that to the everyday sex challenge. You know, at least not for you women, you know, because you need time to adjust so it doesn't get so sore and it doesn't get, you know, um, so painful. But... As uh, was expected, you know, by all the studies, you know, for many days uh, after the challenge, you know, we felt more connected, we felt more lovey-dovey towards each other, and we were, you know, flirting uh, quite a bit, you know, but then, of course, you know, I went off and, you know, uh, went to my family reunion, you know, only about 106 of my cousins uh, showed up, so, yeah, Anyways, and when we came back, you know, it was kind of, you know, getting through, trying to get everything cleared up, you know, trying to get up, uh, you know, back on track for everything that, you know, was kind of slacking for a little bit, you know, but we were able to keep the increase in the amount of intimacy and flirtation and all of that with each other. So all of that is to say, I had a great birthday. But it also gives you an idea here, you know, as far as whether or not you want to go through and do a uh, sex challenge, you know, whether that be a week, two weeks, or, you know, a full cycle, you know, with your man, because I can tell you it does build more connection. It does build up more of a sense of closeness and, you know, this feeling of wanting to pay more attention to each other and build on your relationship. Afterwards, you know, you can keep it up. I mean, you don't have to do it every single day, but you can keep it up every other day or every two days. I mean, you just kind of keep it going. And that's part of how you keep that connection alive, keep the flirtation, keep the, you know, doing everything together. Right? And women, you know, you're listening to this show. So you're going off and you know that, You want to build a stronger, you know, more connected relationship. And the sex challenge is the way to do that. You know, it's a way to really go through and jumpstart, you know, what it is you're looking for, you know, in the relationship. Or jumpstart getting him to pay more attention to you and, you you know, flirting with you more and wanting to spend more time with you. I know we've been talking about having more sex. I know that we've started with that. But that's really a way, if you're wanting to jumpstart the process and get it going quicker, you know, rather than just doing it uh, twice a week, you know, this is the way to do it. You know, just go up to him, tell him that you want to go through and try this challenge, and you can cut down on a four-month process to building a closer relationship and cut it down probably in half to only two months, you know, long term, you know, towards, you know, going from giving him everything he wants to uh, him starting to pay more attention to the things that you want. And, you know, going from that, you know, four-month process down to the two-month process may be uh, the way you really want to go here uh, on all of this, because some of you, you're ADD. You don't have the patience. You can't do anything long-term. You can't really set your sights on a goal and keep it going, right? Right? I mean, that's the way our culture has become. You know, we want the instant results. And the sex challenge is a way to get more of the instant results, where you go through, you do the seven-day challenge. If you can handle uh, doing more, you know, keep it up uh, for as long as you can. And then you you know you notice that closeness you notice all of that and that's when you're going to see him change the fastest towards paying attention more to you being more attentive to your needs and being able to get out and you know increase communication more right because there are two parts of this you know and as we've always stated on this show you know the fastest way to for you to get what you want out of the relationship. Is to satisfy what you know his physical needs of the relationship is, you know, and making him happy and keeping him from being a grouch, because you're never going to get him to want to pay more attention to you if he is frustrated, you know, stressed, and you're not attending to any of those needs. So, you know, you know there could be uh, some resentment. So you always got to go through and think. Uh, you know, on either side. And if this was uh, me giving advice to men, I would say, hey, the fastest way for you to get what you want in the relationship is to go through and give her what she's looking for. That increased, you know, uh, connection, you know, increased communication, spending more time doing things out of the house, right? I would tell him that, you know, will lead to her, you know, giving him more sex. Well, the reverse is true, you know, and if you've listened, you know, for the last three weeks, you know, the difference between men's brains and women's brain is that we tend to work oppositely, right? We tend to work oppositely, you know, what, you know, you know, giving men sex gives women more of an emotional connection, giving women more of an emotional connection leads to more sex, you know, it's amazing you know, how that works, you know, opposites attract. And therefore, you know, we kind of want two different things as the primary and what is the secondary. Okay, so that is uh me recanting a little bit of, you know, or, yeah, not recanting, but recalling, you know, how my birthday went and how the sex challenge went. All right, now, Uh, Going through here, I just want to take a little bit of a note before we take our break uh, to thank our sponsor that in next week's uh, episode, I will be doing an interview. You know, it took some time uh, in order to get everything set up and pick out a time uh, with the 13-hour difference in time zones. But we got everything uh, ready and scheduled to go. So I'll be recording uh, that episode and we'll go through uh, with the interview so that you can also get another, you know, slightly uh, different prospect or point of view on some other things uh, that you can do in order to increase, um, you know, the sex and communication and, you know, paying attention to each other in your relationship. So anyways, at this point, let's take a moment. And thank our sponsor. Okay, so I want to go through here and start off the second uh, half of this episode uh, by thanking some of you who have favorited uh, this podcast. I really appreciate that. Uh, Some of your names are going to be hard for me to pronounce, so I do apologize if I butchered it. Uh, Kana, thank you. I won't say your full name, uh, but anyways, I want to say thank you. Uh, for favoriting uh, this podcast, uh, let's see here, Socio. You now, thank you for favoriting uh, this as your favorite podcast or as one of your favorite podcasts. You know, uh, through Anchor. Uh, let's see here. Some of you have applauded uh, Brittany. Thank you for marking this as one of your favorite podcasts. Uh, okay, I take it that this next one is. Ooh, uh, probably another podcast itself. Two pervs. Now, thank you. I might have to check you out and see, uh, what that is. Uh, some of you have applauded, uh, different episodes, uh, like Carlo did. Uh, let's see here. And also, uh, see here trying to go through, I don't want to go through everybody because that would take, you know, forever, but I do want to appreciate uh, some of you, uh, here or I appreciate all of you, but I want to take the time to give you a call out, you know, on the show, you know, I see, uh, my numbers and everything on the downloads and Hey, you know, uh, thank you so much without you, uh, without, you know, your support and your listening, uh, I would have stopped this episode or this podcast by now. So it's only because you continue to listen that I continue to produce the content because I know how much uh, you look forward to each and every episode. And I know how much uh, these episodes are helping you. And so I want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time out of your day to listen. So one of the questions that I've received recently is regarding you know, whether or not you know, how should I say this? Um, I mean, you know who you are, but it has to do with, you know, what happens, uh, when after a few kids, you know, you're not, you know, your body just isn't as fit as it was before kids. And if that, you know, leads to a guy being, or your husband being less attracted to you and, whether or not you should put yourself or how much you should put yourself through, uh, in order to try and get your body back. Right. And I know, you know, women tend to think about this, you know, quite a bit, you know, about making sure that they keep their body, you know, uh, as fit as it was when they were 18 or in their early twenties, or at least before they had kids. Now, look, you know, uh, it, it's one thing if you're just suddenly become a couch potato, eating junk food and, you know, throwing on an extra hundred pounds, uh, as a result, you know, um, you know, without kids, you know, uh, that is one thing. But if you're just talking about, you know, the normal changes to your body because of having kids, you know, you no longer got a flat stomach, you still got that, baby pouch and all of that, that's not gonna, you know, turn him off. All right. In fact, you know, uh, as far as it goes, when you have kids and, you know, your body, you know, has that little baby pouch and all that, he's actually kind of proud of that. You know, he finds that to be a turn on because you gave of yourself and of your, you know, uh, body in order to provide him with a kid. You know, he's not going to go off and suddenly find you, oh, unattractive, and, you know, uh, that be the reason why your, you know, sex life and your marriage just isn't what it used to be, right? That is not the case, I can guarantee you. What I can tell you is probably more of the case here is that, you know, as you have kids, well, they take a lot out of you, right? And you women, you know this. You're not as energetic at night uh, as you used to be. I as far as it goes, you used to be able to have sex uh, any time uh, when you were together. You know, uh, on a day off, you could have sex. Uh, you know, in the morning, the afternoon, at night, all three times. You know, uh, you were able to get a full night's sleep. You know, and all of that. So if you're You know, in an issue here where you have kids and your sex life just isn't what it used to be and, you know, you feel like he's not paying as much attention to you as he used to be, just kind of think about how that kid has changed your life, right? And I can go through and I can provide some examples uh, from my own life and my own marriage. You know, before kids, you know, me and my wife, you know, we would go through and, You know, just whenever the mood struck, we'd strip naked and have sex, you know, wherever room we were in, you know, in the house, right? In the living room, you know, on the couch, on the floor, you know, in the shower, you know, in the bedroom, uh, you know, just kind of all over the place, right? Well, you can't do that with kids. I mean, maybe at first, you know, when, you know, it's a baby and sleeps most of the time you know for that first 6 months but let's also face it the child only sleeps in 2 hour increments so none of you are neither of you is getting a full night's sleep you know even if you know you trade off you know he does every other feeding you do every other feeding and that kind of depends on you know how you're feeding if you're breastfeeding straight you know off uh, from the breast well, there's nothing the guy can do uh, to feed that child, right? <laughs> you know, that's kind of a all-on-you situation. But if you're, you know, pumping breast milk and, you know, uh, freezing it and refrigerating it, you know, and then letting it thaw out later, depending on whether you're producing more than the baby's drinking, you know, uh, in the uh, initial beginning, you know, Well, then, of course, then he can easily go through and warm up a bottle. And so you can switch off, in which case you're not getting a good night's sleep because, you know, you're only getting a maximum of four hours at a time. And then, of course, that depends on whether, you know, the baby goes back to sleep right away or wants to be awake, you know, for, you know, a couple of hours, you know. So in that situation, you know, with the child, you know, it just may be, he's too tired. And by the way, chances are you're pretty tired and fatigued. And then, and then of course, if you're both, you know, working full time or if he's working full time while you're a stay at home mom, you know, he's getting up in the middle of the night, you know, as well, you know, every other time, then he's going to work and then he's coming home. He's already tired and all that. He just wants to get to bed to get as much sleep as possible before he has to get up and do the feeding. Right, but then you know children get older. You know, let's say you have a toddler. You know, uh, you know one and a half, uh, two and a half. You know, whatever the case may be. Well, what happens? You know, you still may not be getting a full night's sleep. I I can take uh, a look here in my particular situation. You know, I have three boys. Right, and uh, each one has been different in how they act and everything. You know, of course, they've each had their own issues. I had one that was born 12 weeks premature. So there was oxygen takes, apnea monitors, and all of that when it first came through. You know, second one, uh, I had club feet you know, and known. So there was weekly drives to, you know, about 200 miles, you know, uh, each way uh, to a specialist. You know, and you could imagine how not so fun that was. Right, especially when you had to stop, you know, uh, a couple of times to feed on the road, okay. And then the third one was just born a couple of weeks early uh, with pneumonia, right? So we've had a couple of NICU stays. Well, currently, uh, what's going on uh, with my toddler, and this has gone on, you know, probably with each child, but. You know, it's just my youngest one seems to be, uh, far more pronounced or far more often and lasting a lot longer. Waking up in the middle of the night and coming to get mommy and daddy, you know, for some reason, you know, he'll, uh, wake up in the middle of the night and he'll, uh, crawl into mommy and daddy's bed. Well, the moment he starts crawling in, he tries crawling over me, which wakes me up, you know, or crawls over my wife, wakes her up. And, um, and then of course got to get up, put him back in his bed, or he manages to sneak into the bed without either one of us noticing. And the next thing I know, I get a foot in my back, kicking me around because he rolls around a lot in his sleep. You know, so he wakes up, he crawls into mommy and daddy's bed, falls asleep, starts rolling around, kicking me. Even woke up to a couple of headbutts. You know, uh, you know, and just kind of going through and. You know, doing all of that, and of course, I haven't been able to sleep uh, in on a weekend to the point where I get to wake up naturally on my own in years. Right. So, all of this is to say that the issue just may be he's not getting enough sleep, which means he doesn't have a whole lot of energy in order to go through and you know, you know, for sex you know, after the kids go to bed, you know, and especially depending on the age of your kids and everything, you know, and whether it's a, uh, during the school year or whether it's summer vacation, you know, is also going to play a part. I mean, during summer vacation, kids, you know, tend to stay up a little bit later. And of course the idea or the theory goes is that by letting them stay up later, hopefully that leads to them sleeping in longer and you being able to get a full night's sleep, in theory, that sounds good. And all uh, practicality, it doesn't often work, you know. So, you know, um, you may have an issue where if the kids, you know, are always waking you up, you know, throughout the night or early in the morning, you know, and all that, it, it's not a, a situation where it's your body and you know, how you don't have that pre-baby body anymore, Um, that's the issue. It's going to be him being tired. So, you know, I want to make sure uh, that you realize that. Now, some of you, you know, are so self-conscious, you know, about it all that you go to some extreme measures in order to try and get that body back, in order to try and hit those, you know, hard to reach areas. And you're spending a lot of money doing it. And a lot of it is a bunch of hogwash. You know, there is no magic pill that's going to do it. Now, there are pills that can help aid and, and, you know, know, give you a bigger bang for your buck as far as, you know, uh, the exercise uh, that you are doing. You know, and recently I came across, you know, some things that are going on. And apparently this has been going on for a while where using uh, different techniques such as, you know, uh, some lasers and ultrasound waves and ice packs and all of that in order to try and melt the fat away. So apparently uh, there are ways in which, you know, especially around your belly, your love handles, you know, your arms and all of that, that you can use uh, different types of sound waves. And they have special devices, you know, for an ultrasound wave that is supposed to be at a frequency that helps Bursts are, are, you know, break up, you know, fat cells within your body in order to get them to drain and empty out, you know, for you to excrete the way you do every other food waste. Or, you know, some high intensity lasers where, you know, it, it's not dangerous, but it heats up just enough for, you know, the fat cells, you know, to kind of melt away and all of that. Now, look, you know, I, I'm not going to say. You know, spend, you know, your two to $5,000 on that, especially since, you know, at best, you're only going to get, you know, I, I don't know, if you get any results whatsoever, you know, you might only get, you know, I don't know, maybe up to an inch off the waist size or, you know, see, you know, minimal improvements, shall we say. And, of course, they sell, you know, home versions on uh, Amazon and on, you know, some other places. And let's face it, home versions are not really going to be that powerful. I mean, yeah, you could probably say, but I get to do it every day. You know, everybody's going through and trying to find shortcuts, you know, and I just don't see this being one of those areas so if you're spending thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars on products and all that you know promising you to that you'll get your pre-baby body back and all of that you know trust me it's not that you know it's not a deal you know breaker for him it's not you know a big issue for him I mean I look at my wife and I realize that you know she you know doesn't have the body that she had you know prior to the kids you know how much that affects how much i want to have sex with her zero you know i still go through and i still want to have sex with her a lot you know in fact you know i look at you know her body you know the little baby belly and all of that and i smile because you know what she, you know what she you know went through in order to you know for us to have kids you know little, you know, demon children at times and at other times, bundle of joys, you know, depends on the day, right? So if you're listening to this and you were the person that wanted to ask about, you know, whether, you know, guys are less attracted uh, to their wives after kids, I would say the reverse is true. You know, guys uh, tend to be even more attracted to their wives after kids, Now, of course, there's always, you know, some exceptions, and that depends on how much. Like, if you went from, I don't know, 140 pounds to borderline 300 pounds, okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. You you might have an issue there, but I have a problem. I have a suspicion that that wasn't just the baby, right? I have a suspicion that you just, you know, uh, became a couch potato after that, you know? But I mean, if you're, you know, you know, uh, you know, not too different, you know, like twenty, forty pounds difference, that's not going to be an issue, you know. And I mean, there's a whole wide range of things, but you know, just you know, the changes from the baby itself. No, that's not going to change his attraction. That's not going to change how often he wants to make love to you and. All of that, All right? So stop worrying about that. Stop going off and thinking that you need to, you know, get back to having your 18-year-old body and looking like supermodels and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's unrealistic anyways, you know? I mean, yeah, if you worked really hard, you can. And if it's just an issue where you're self-conscious about it, and so that's keeping you from wanting to have sex, you know, I guess... I would first say is, you know, don't be so self-conscious about your body. You already got him, right? You already got him, and so you shouldn't be, you know, all worried about that. I mean, you women judge yourselves far more than men do, you know, far more than men judge you, and men aren't going to judge you for, you know, your body after a baby, when you gave him a baby, right? So don't be, you know, all hung up on that. Now, if it's just a matter of, you know, you're going through and you like, you know, uh, physical fitness, I mean, you're a physical fitness, you know, um, enthusiast and, you know, fine, I get it. You know, that's great. You can go for it. I mean, I'm, no one's saying that, you know, don't try and get into the best shape possible because, well, that's a healthier life, Right. But, I mean, just don't be all worried and concerned uh, about it. He loves you the way you are, baby belly and all. All right. So that's it uh, for this episode. I'd like to thank you so much uh, for your time and attention. Hey, if you want to be a guest on the show or if you want to ask questions, go to the website Uh Fill out a contact form for the relevant, you know, question or uh, that you want, or if you want to be a guest and you want to talk about your experience or things uh, that have helped you or your success story, uh, go ahead and fill out that contact form. You can also take a look at the uh, show notes if you want. If you want to find a way uh, to be able to help, you know, uh, this podcast grow and you know contribute uh, financially uh, towards the podcast more than just listening uh, to the ads. You know, go ahead and look down below for how you can do that. Uh, next week, I will, you know, if everything goes well, I will have an interview and a guest, you know, uh, on the show uh, where we can talk and you can get even more uh, great answers and advice. All right, that's it. Thank you so much, and I will be back again soon. You and me, baby, nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Bisco-